Welcome! I'm Yuan Nielsen. And I'm Lincoln Murphy. And this is Impact Weekly. We're here to help you make your customers successful. Each week, we answer your most pressing customer success management questions by relying on our years of experience with companies around the world. Let's get this going. Hey everyone, welcome back to Impact Weekly. This is the podcast where we answer your most pressing customer success questions. And I just want to start by saying that we're, we're getting a lot of questions in, in our inbox. Um, but keep asking questions. That's what we were here for. So uh, make sure to follow the link in this, uh, in, wherever you found, found us and start, keep sending us questions. We love that. So just to, want to start off with that. Time to go straight into this week. Um, so, Lincoln, this is what we have today. I think it's uh, one one of the most commonly <laughs> asked questions. And it's basically, what do you do when a customer is ghosting you? Mm, okay. Yeah, that is very common. Yeah. And I, I think just to level set here as well, I think it's important just to start with here is to say, we should not take this personal. We're 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 professionals. We're working in a company, and this will happen to you. So don't let it become emotional. Don't don't block you there. I just want to say that because I think it's it's quite common that you we actually, I mean we're people, right? So uh, of if someone is not responding, it's uh, it can be it can be you can it can hurt your feelings. So let's yeah. try to remove that. Uh, but uh, but let's dig into this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's just a great point, um, and I think that was really good to kind of start with. Um, you really need to look at this um, logically and try to figure out what's going on there. Um, and I think if you're if you're kind of stuck in that emotional cycle, um, which, like you said, we're humans, <laughs> so of course, exactly. that's going to come into it. So um, that's really good. Yeah, and I think um, more level setting is required for this. I think we need to kind of talk about what ghosting is. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that um, there's actually, so I think first and foremost, people may not know what it means. And then I think there's also some misconceptions and yeah. I want to kind of address both of those. Um, I don't know who first used the term ghosting in relation to customer engagement, but I'm a hundred percent certain it was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I used it, I, or and, and it is used. I won't take all the credit for it, but it's used in the same way that that uh, the the kids out there were talking about it uh, with in, in terms of dating, which is you're talking to somebody, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're not there anymore. Uh, right. You know, they say that that they they ghosted you, and that's what we're talking about in this context with customers. Um, but I think that also then has has kind of things have evolved to where ghosting now means really it's any time a customer is not engaging with you, not just when they stopped engaging with you. And I want to be really clear. I don't care about the term. I don't care how you use the term. That's not the point here. But I think there is a distinction there that we do need to be uh, aware of. And that is customers that stop engaging with you after they have are different from customers that never engaged with you to begin with. Both are bad. 
Yeah. Both may have similar like root causes, but um, they are different. And and when a customer stops communicating with you, stops engaging with you, that's a that's a pretty big red flag, and we need to figure out what's going on there um, yeah. pretty quickly. So the difference is important. Again, the term, it doesn't really matter what you, what you call it, uh, ghosting or, or, or whatever. But the fact is we're, you know, we need our customers to be engaging with us. And, um, when they stop, um, that's a problem. Now it's a great point there to separate those, uh, and make that difference. I think it's good for, for us to, to also think of it, how, how, when we, when we call a customer ghost, when they, when we, call them ghosting us what's uh what's uh, did i have an engagement did i talk to them or or did they just have have i never had a conversation with right. going with them i think it's a good really good point and I, I think ghosting why it's popular and why we i mean people frame it this way it's because it's i think it's very clear what we mean here so i think it's also why this uh this term has uh uh, kept kept why people keep uh, mentioning ghosting in this uh, in relations to customers as well because I think people uh, can relate to that uh, uh, relate to the name there. Sure. Um, I think also it's when when we experience a customer ghosting us. I think it's also good to, I mean, turn to turn the table here and, and ask yourself: Am I am I ghosting someone in my life? right now mm-hmm. and why am i doing that i think it's a really good way to put perspective to things sometimes we're really frustrated we want to do we want to get in touch with a customer and they they're not replying and we kind of hit our head to the wall there and instead it's sometimes good to just okay this is happening right now what if i were if i was the customer why why am i not replying mm. um and um usually there are some I mean, there us- uh, some common uh, stuff that that usually is the root cause, right? For sure. I, I mean, and I think that perspective of you know, like, are 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 you currently ghosting? You know, um, not even talking about in, in your personal life. Just you know, is there a vendor that there you know somebody you do business with that keeps trying to engage with you and, and you're ignoring them? Why? Yeah. You know, examine that. There's there's probably the reason that you're ignoring them even though you should be communicating with them you should be engaging that might be very similar to why your customers are doing the same with you that's a very interesting perspective i think so yeah and i think we can quite easily identify a few things there i mean uh maybe this person that's been you know maybe maybe they're trying to sell me a uh you know a uh, a subscription to a new mobile phone or to to something like that uh, in my my personal life, and they sent over an offer, but it was too expensive, and I I didn't reply to him that it was too expensive, but I'm just you know avoiding him or her. I mean, we we all be, I think we all do that in our in our life. Uh, it's just that we on, when we're on the other side, we kind of forget. Um, we 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 don't we don't look uh, enough on all the, all the perspectives here. Uh, right. And I think that's where we, we want to go with this question as well, to help people um, op- yeah, find a way to unghost their customers, right? Right, right. But I think, I think that's really interesting. And I, I, just something else that kind of popped into my head there was, 
um, you know, sometimes we want to respond, um, but the response is going to take some thought. It's going to take some time. And we know that everybody is, you know, just getting pulled in multiple directions. Uh, you know, everybody has less time than, than they would like to have to just do, do their basic job. And so, you know, it's not like I don't want to respond to this person. Uh, the scenarios you put out there are, are certainly true where I, I maybe don't want to respond. I don't want to admit that I can't afford that phone. I don't want to admit I don't have budget for that software. I don't want to admit these things. If I, if I admit that, then, you know, that, then, then it's true, but there might be situations where I definitely want to respond. Um, I'm just going to do that when I have time. And of course I don't have time. And then that email gets buried in my inbox and I forget about it. So it's not like somebody is sitting there intentionally, um, thinking about ways to ignore you, right? That just other things may have gotten, um, prioritized ahead of the, of your response. Um, or again, you know, maybe they, maybe they went off to do some research to respond to you and they got distracted, which also happens. So there's lots of reasons. And again, we have to kind of think about it from our perspective and how, how we end up doing this with, with other people in our lives. And, you know, we're not always evil and nefarious <laughs> in our, in yeah. our intentions. Um, so maybe, you know, cut our customers some slack there, but, uh, that does mean we do need to work to unghost them because they're, uh, they're regardless of the reason they, they currently are. So what do we need to do there? Um, but you know, you, you, you brought up another reason that I think is, is interesting, uh, before we started recording, um, on overestimating, um, our own importance. Yeah, right. So, I mean, I think one of one of the mistakes when you don't get a response is that you press harder, or you, you know, you start sending them multiple texts, and you kind of chase them. You know, I, sometimes we 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 end up in in a maybe not responding in the way we uh, that will actually ghost the customer, and we believe. I mean, we. In our perspective, our product is in the center of everything. We believe mm -hmm. uh, believe in it, of course, and we have big visions for it. But from the customer's perspective, maybe they have a lot of other priorities right now. And uh, we kind of overestimate our importance in that priority list. And uh, I think we need to have some, uh, uh, yeah, be, be a little bit, uh, have a re be respective of that, uh, what's going on on the customer side here. Yeah, I, I love that. I just was just thinking about all the times where, um, you know, I've definitely thought um, that that what I'm working on is the most important thing because to me it is, right? It's the thing that that is the most important. It's what I'm working on. Or, you know, my product is the most important thing to me and to my company because it's it's our product. But to your point, like, it may not be the most important product that, that our customer uses. It may never be that, or it may not be that right now. Like they just started yeah. with us, right? It's, exactly. It's, it's not yeah. something that's, you know, we're, we're not the center of their universe yet. You know, maybe we will be, maybe we will never be. And that's actually just fine. So really under understanding what our importance is, I think is, is really critical. Someone once told me um, when I said, you know, are, are we teaching our customers to ignore us, which very often, um, we are, yeah. 
you know, and they were like, well, you know, they're not ignoring you. They just don't care. And, you know, I wanted to mm. argue with them. I wanted to say, that's not true. You know, it's, we're teaching them to ignore us. Be, you know, they, they do care. And, and the more I thought about it, I was like, well, actually, hmm, that's kind of true. They, they, they don't care about us. Yeah. They do care about something, they, which is themselves. <laughs> they care about the results they're trying to, to get. They care about their objectives, their timeframes for achieving that objectives, um, otherwise known as a goal. You know, they, they yep. care about what they're trying to accomplish. And what we're doing often is talking about us, yep. talking about our product, you know, and, and you say, well, but the product is what's going to help them achieve their goal. Yes. Are you talking about your product that way? Or are you just talking about oh, your product, yeah. right? Exactly. So I have a, you know, a, there's a, a, I guess an acronym uh, called WIFT, W-I-I-F-T. Yeah. It's what's in it for them. Right. And if you can kind of always apply that to whatever messaging you're, you're doing to your, you know, to your customer, where you're reaching out, you're trying to engage, think about what's in it for them. What's in it for them if they read this message and respond? What's in it for them if they take the action that you're asking them to take? That's a good little check, you know, to make sure that you're sending messages that aren't going to be ignored because they're about exactly. the customer. Anyway, that's this is no, but that's important. Thing. I think that's really important. Then, and also, even if you start talking about your product in terms of achieving goals for the customer, customers have different goals. So you need to make sure you are talking about the right goal for the right customer as well. Otherwise, you're doing the same thing. Basically, you, you're teaching them to ignore you. You're talking about something that's not relevant, right? I mean, absolutely. And this is where you you can run into some trouble trying to create um, templates and, and snippets that are going to go to all customers. Because yeah. you end up with something that's so generic that it doesn't resonate with anybody. Yeah. And I'm not saying, you know, don't use templates and, you know, don't, don't use snippet libraries that we can, we can pull from you, you. You have to do that in order to achieve any sort of scale in order to achieve any sort of um, continuity and consistency and all of that. But you, you should try to get as close to, you know, what actually matters to the customer uh, as possible. So having different yeah. versions of messages that are going to go to customers that have different, you know, initial use cases or have different stated goals, that's going to allow you to speak to them in a way that will resonate so that they will initially engage with you and that they will continue to engage with you. Yeah. I have even an example of how this really backfired. Uh, there was this one, one of our customers, they, they uh, added a a feature to their platform that was actually a competitor to a, a, a small group of their customers. And they sent that out to that group of customers as well. This is our new feature. We would like you to try it out. And of, I mean, that was, um, <laughs> that was like wow. a disaster, of course, because that, that group, a lot of those customers uh, ending up leaving, uh, ending up leaving that, uh, that product, of course, because they saw them as a potential competitor going forward. For sure. So, uh, and that was just a small add-on that really was, I mean, they, that was not the main thing, but right. just speaking of like, uh, when we try to, if, if we guess too much what the customer is trying to achieve and what, what's, inter what's in their, uh, what their goals are, 
we can actually hurt ourselves. Uh, so whiffed is really important. Yeah. And I mean, you know, situations like that are sometimes, you know, it's, it, hindsight is, is 2020 and, and it's sometimes hard to see something like that, you know, that, to see that that's going to happen. But, you know, what if you had taken a few minutes with the team to kind of brainstorm on, uh, on, on what could possibly happen with this email? Um, you know, maybe that would have come up and maybe a, a crisis would have been uh, avoided if we could have simply segmented those customers out and sent them a different message. Right. Yeah. So in, instead of just leading with, Hey, we're now competing with you, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> we could have just either not sent that message or, or sent them about something about other features or spun it in a different way, whatever, like there was probably a different approach. And so, um, again, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to see those things coming every time, but maybe there's some things that you could do ahead of time by just simply thinking about what is in it for them. If they take action on this message, you know, maybe that would have been like, well, if they take action on this message or if they read it, they would see that we're going to be competing with them. That's a problem. So yeah, there, yeah. that's a really interesting example. Yeah. It's and, a little bit exaggerating on that. I mean, how, 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 when it goes totally wrong, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it can. <laughs> and so, you know, we really yeah, need definitely. to avoid that, you know, yeah. um, whether it's one-off customers simply ghosting you or whether you end up just, you know, alienating a large swath of your customers, um, this all adds up to an impact uh, that, that can be negative. And we want to turn it around and make sure that it's a, it's a positive impact here at Impact Weekly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you know, what are, what are a few things that we can do, um, kind of concrete things that we can do to ensure that either customers don't ghost us initially or that we could do to maybe get them to, uh, to re-engage with us? Yeah. Um, no, I think I, there's, we have to, I mean, back to your, what you started with in the beginning as well. I think it's important to understand or have, have we had a engagement, engaging customer that, that stopped engaging with us or have we, we been, we haven't had any engagement and that can be because, you know, changes on their side, changes on our side. So it's, it's quite important to understand the difference there. And I think another part of the solution here the, to get back and unghost the customer is also to, to try to see it as steps uh, instead of trying to achieve everything at once. Sometimes we need to, um, we're, we're trying, we want, we want to do a lot in the, initially, but uh, maybe we need to break it down in steps to, to open the door again, to mm. build trust again, to, you know, Right. Uh, yeah, whether it's that we have fallen out with the customer or we haven't had the real engagement previously, I think it's it's really important to um, not try too much uh, because that's usually all, that's one, one at least one of the reasons the customer might be you know uh, hesitant to get in a call with you or or in a business review or whatever it might be. Right. So I think it's it's important to think of steps here. Yeah, I, I think that you just kind of got me got me thinking there. Um, you know, I, I see this all the time with re-engagement emails. People try to you know want to send those to customers that that have you know kind of um, haven't interacted with us in a few months, maybe even. And 
you know, maybe they're clever in the way that they, um, you know, come up with a subject line that's going to engage yep. or, or they change tactics, they change senders and, you know, recipients or go through different channels, which is also something that you could do and they get their attention mm-hmm. and then they make a really uh, big ask, like, let's jump on a call. Well, yeah. again, I think that's, that's not taking into consideration steps here. You know, what could you do if you were to simply get their attention, maybe start a conversation, just ask an open-ended question. Right. Instead of instead of jumping to let's get on a call and do a big review. Yeah. It's, you know, tell me why why you stopped using our product, you know, or something along those lines. Um, Tell me about your experience so far. Some sort of open ended question that would just get them to to respond. So I think, you know, ultimately the solution here would be uh, number one would be to, to, to resonate, you know, make sure you're sending messages that that actually. Um, would would resonate with the recipient so that yeah. initially they don't ghost you um, and or they don't initially they, they they just simply don't engage with you or that they don't uh, ghost you in the first place. So you know, whiffed. Make sure it's about yes. about them. Then looking at sort of the root cause. You know, mm. what? Why did this happen? Why? Why did they start ignoring us? At what point? You know, if if they did start ghosting you after you were engaging with them. Go back and look at the point where they stopped engaging. You know, was it that you sent so many emails asking for, you know, really big commitments on their end? Uh, was it emails that were being sent just about our, our product and nothing about them? Um, was it too many different interactions across multiple, you know, modalities, multiple channels? You were, you were just inundating them. Was it multiple people from your company all sending them messages, maybe messages that didn't uh, align (laughs) with each other, you know, that kind of stuff. So we want to do a root cause analysis there. And then, and then finally, um, you know, I I brought it up earlier, but changing tactics. Shane, I mean, I, I like, we need to do something differently to get another different result, right? So change senders, recipients, the channels, get the retention and, uh, you know, um, explain why, why, or give better, even better, give them proof why they should keep engaging with you. I have a great example here. Uh, in my previous job, I worked with a CRM platform and one of the, like the easiest, most valuable things we could do that, that helped every customer was to help them remove duplicates. You know, Mm. if you build a database, you always get duplicates. So like a great door opener uh, to get back into and engage to engage with the customer was to send the customer uh, to just to ask them, we, we identified X number of duplicates in your database. I'm, I'm, if you want, I can help you uh, merge those uh, free of charge. Uh, and, and that was like, then you started the engagement again. And, and then they asked them back, oh, maybe you can help me with this. And yes. then, then you could open up the dialogue and say, okay, what are you trying to achieve? So that's what I mean by steps, you know, to see it as small steps to to really uh, get back into it again. And then you can drive and then you can make these big things with the customers. Beautiful. The last thing, change tactics. Perfect. Hey, thanks for listening. Do you want to bring your customer success to the next level? Check out Impact Academy. We have training programs for customer success managers and for leaders in customer success.